Welcome to the Road to Ironman 2020, Becoming a Better Me. This is the six-month journey of three novices, Gerard, Christine and Renzo, taking on what is arguably one of the toughest endurance races of all time. Full Ironman takes place in Port Elizabeth on the 29th of March 2020. The distances covered are 3.8 km swim, in the sea, a 180-kilometer bike ride, and a 42-kilometer run. And you can follow our journey on this podcast series, and of course you can follow us individually on our social media platforms on Instagram and Facebook. Enjoy this episode. Welcome to episode 17 of the Road to Ironman podcast with Christine, Gerard, and Renzo. I don't know about all of you, but... I am hungry all the time. So today we're going to explore how each of us are getting enough nutrition, what are we craving, what are we using in our training, and how are we making sure we're getting enough nutrition to actually support the next couple of weeks leading up to to full Ironman on the 29th of March in PE, and how we are coping with the hunger. Um Gerard is eating like a horse at the moment. Uh, Renzo, I'm not sure about you, but I do recall you quite recently saying you've just shoveled like a whole plate or bowl of pasta down your down your gullet. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm craving peanut butter and jam toast pretty much <laughs> twice a day, um, apart from my normal meals. So yeah, very interested to just explore that. And, you know, everyone is different. And I think everyone has different needs uh, metabolically and we all doing the same type of training but maybe at different times and that's affecting affecting the type of nutrition that we that we're using and we all use different things on the bike different things on the swim and have a different way of fueling during runs as well so it'll be interesting to just chat about that and find out a bit more Renzo as an Italian is pasta really your carb choice or your carb of choice it's my favorite carb. I don't know if that answers your question. <laughs> but uh, but no, actually, it's not my carb of choice. I mean, so, you know, I, 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 I literally cannot stop eating all day. I, I, have to, I have to be so careful about what I'm putting into my body because it became really cool with all of the training I'm doing and, and with all Do you eat a, a, a 
several times a day. Gerard does intermittent fasting on a like Monday to Friday. Um, what like how do you do you eat around your training or how how do you kind of work out your meals? So I always I, I have this mantra every time I train and I get out of a training session. I have this mantra that um, that that I, I say to myself. First is rehydrate. Then it is um, replace the uh, feed the machine. Uh, and then it's um, and then it's like feed myself. So my focus is always on rehydration, and, and within the rehydration, I use a, a drink um, that is not only electrolyte based but has carbohydrates in it. So that that immediately starts replacing the glycogen stores that I've raided while I'm training. And then I, I look at feeding the machine. So I I will eat something. Um, solid food i'll eat something that also aids in replenishing my used glycogen stores and and that is clean but but is a carbohydrate based and a protein based uh, meal that that will that will fuel my machine so that my machine is, is ready to go next time around and it can repair itself in my recovery and then once that's done then i have a look at so what do my taste buds want and you know like how can i then feed my body and, and be happy if I'm still hungry. And I am doing that several times a day, but I am intermittent fasting. So what I mean by that is I will eat through the day, but after my main meal in the evening, and, and, it, and it is that way, not really by choice, but, but I have my main meal in the evening. And, uh, and then I don't eat again until probably mid-morning thereafter. Okay. So I'll sleep the whole night. I'll usually do a cardio session in the morning and I train on empty. And then I'll only eat breakfast kind of late in the morning usually. And then, But from there, I won't stop eating until I go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> what do you guys do? Yeah, you know what, this area of nutrition is, is something that fascinates me because um, besides nutrients popping up everywhere, um, obviously the first thing you realize once you uh, deep dive into it is that you don't really know what any of these trends or, or um, different um, nutrition type of uh, plans is going to let or affect your body. So I, I like to test it out for myself and see how it feels. Um, this intermittent fasting is something I've only introduced really in the last two weeks. Uh, and I must say, I do feel a big difference. My reason for it is not, uh, how can I say it, for, from a nutrition point of view, it's more from a um, longevity of life point of view with, with shocking the system by, by starving it and et cetera, et cetera. But I, mean, I must admit, besides for my long runs and long rides, um, I can do my training sessions in the morning and I usually only eat one o'clock in the afternoon again, but then like, like Renzo said, then I start packing in. I, I literally start with a plant-based protein shake and directly after that it's muesli and coconut yogurt with banana and blueberries and whatever else I can find that um, I can throw in there. And um, yeah, then maybe an hour or two later, I start stuffing my face with um, with rusks, and um, then when I get home, I eat at least two portions. Most of the time, I go for a third portion, and then before I go to bed, I eat something else that I can find as well. So, but I, I like, especially with with my watch, um, it gives me an average of 
the amount of calories that I burn um, in a week uh, per day. It works out the average. And if I, if I take that into account, um, which is two, about two and a half thousand on average, plus apparently I lose about five, six hundred while I'm sleeping. And then there's up and down, driving to meetings, walking up the stairs, etc. I don't know, let's just say conservatively that's another 500. So I, I need to get 3,500 calories somewhere uh, throughout the day. And then I also need to get it in a short space of time. So I think what, what Renzo touched on, what is so important is that um, making up that food components, it needs to be something that's healthy and something that's sustainable. And I think with veggies and the, the good types of, of carbs out there like sweet potato and butternut all the other ones that you mentioned as well what I enjoy about that is that I can eat literally as much as I, I want to without um, uh, I can say filthing my body with, with unnecessary uh, stuff that I don't need so at this stage that's my game plan for the last two two three weeks um, and I must admit it, it goes really it, it, it's going well it's just like tomorrow morning I'll do my long run because of the hurricanes mm-hmm. that we had in Cape Town, we didn't do it uh, today. So I'll, I'll still have like a, a trek bar and a naked bar during my long run, maybe banana as well, just to get my body used to the types of nutrition that I'm going to use on race day. Um, so that's what I've been doing the last two weeks. I, ha- I really struggle with a fasting lifestyle i so what i'm doing is i I usually get up pretty early in the morning so my metabolism is like on fire from about four o'clock i think last week i woke up every morning and i was starving at like half past five in the morning like ravenous like i could have eaten plates of food so i've started having a bigger breakfast and i really like peanut butter and jam on toast with banana on top of that. So that's something I really enjoy or oats and bananas. I'm not a big fan of fruit in general, other than bananas really and grapes here and there. So my fruit is generally like a breakfast type of thing. And it's usually a banana and um, I will eat that. Yeah, I mean, if I train, like, really early in the morning, I won't eat like that before I go and train, unless I'm going for a three-hour bike ride, and tomorrow morning, I'm doing a a two-and-a-half-hour run at four o'clock. So, I'm going to have something at about half past three when I get up, even if it's just half a banana or something, because I really struggle to do any long endurance activities on an empty stomach. And um, I'll have electrolytes as well before I start and then sip on that with water throughout and then have a naked bar or a trek bar or something during. But generally speaking, the start of my morning always includes food and quite a lot of water as well. And then I will go through there until about two in the afternoon and then I'll have another meal. But that other meal in the afternoon is usually something with a lot of vegetables or a salad um, some protein it's, it's also quite a big meal um, and then dinners are generally a smaller type of meal for me um, I'm not I've not lost my appetite because I but because I'm having a bigger meal in the afternoon now my dinners tend to be a little bit smaller but I drink yeah about three liters of water a day um, so yeah that's really my focus is just to keep hydrated all the time and make sure that I'm replacing whatever I lose in training with electrolytes as well. 
And then just every choice I make, and I was saying yesterday to Gerard, like every choice I make now is what's healthy for my training and what's healthy for my body so I can put the training in that I need to. It's not about... I don't like as long as I'm making the healthiest choice all the time. That's really all I'm interested in. So I mean, but yesterday we went out um, for a meal and we had a really really awesome meat-free ribs and a small salad and some fries or whatever. And then we had vegan milkshakes, um, which were absolutely delicious. Oh my word, they were awesome. But I mean, that's like we we don't have that every day. And it's even though it's meat free and plant based and all of that type of thing, it's they're not those sort of choices aren't always the healthiest choice. Um, I'm not saying they're unhealthy, but you know we we do treat ourselves and have some balance about once or twice a week. So that's also important, just to not get obsessed with all of this and overcomplicate it either. Just keep on making healthy choices and um, try, just trying to find some balance with it as well. And then in my training, yeah, I sip on electrolytes, have carbs like bananas and those trick bars and things like that because that's what I'm going to do on race day. So I'm just doing all of that now. So there's no surprises or anything later on. And on, uh, on the bike, um, when we do our long rides, I've been – so, Christine, I, I blame you or, or you can take credit however you want to – take it, mm-hmm. Do it. <laughs> but um the uh when i'm when i'm doing my long rides i i've now resorted to not a not a uh egg mayo sandwich in my bra but, <laughs> I hope uh, not. in your spandex, <laughs> in my spandex yeah. but uh but, but a chicken mayo sandwich so uh before my long rides i, I get whole wheat bread and i and I chop up the chicken quite finely. I mix it with mayo and sometimes a bit of cheese, um, just to really get some fat and some carbs and add a bit of protein into me. Um, and um, and then I, I snack on that. I cut it into small squares and, and I snack on that while I'm riding. Um, and then for the for the rest, I've just I've dialed myself into the same brand of. Um, <sighs> drinks and gels and that kind of thing that uh, Ironman provide on the route. Yeah. So I, I love other products, but uh, but they're not available on the race day. So I just figured to myself on race day, I'd like to be acclimatized to what, this, what they're providing because then that takes pressure off me to have to carry mm. a lot of the stuff are, for myself. Are you going to have a special needs bag? Have you decided yet? Yeah, no, I'm going to have a special needs bag, and mm. I'm certainly going to put some treats in there. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, you know, for, for the, the dependable stuff, yeah. I want to be able to rely on the aid stations. So I've been dialing that in. I've been spending a lot of time on trying out their products, this particular brand, and... Uh, and uh, I don't know if we want to say who it is. <laughs> yeah, can. no, I think we must tag them in the podcast. It's Biogen. So, yeah, yeah. I think it's Biogen. So, and I quite like their products, to be honest. I mean, they, they work for me, which I'm, I'm very lucky for. Yeah. So, 
That's awesome. Would you take? Yeah. Would you put a chicken sandwich in your special needs bag? Yeah. So it's interesting, right? Because I'll, I'll probably I'll have something in my special needs bag, but uh, but that's but on the ride I've decided to have my in my transition bag to have my cycling shirt in there pre-packed, okay. and and as I transition, literally over my. Um, over my tri suit, just just put on my cycling top, and uh, and that's got more pocket space. Yes. And then and then I'll have little squares of sandwiches in there for the bike. Cool. Yeah, I truly believe in doing what works for you best. Like everyone is so different. I don't think there's a single recipe that works. Uh, uh, like a single recipe that's just standard. I think we have to, it's such a long day anyway, like we have to figure out what we, what works for us up front. Otherwise it can really sort of jeopardize the entire day. And it's, it is, it's part of training wow. and everything. So we're all doing the right stuff now. The one other product that I'm not using this as an opportunity to market these products, but I think if it just helps other people find out that like people can go and try the Biogen stuff, they can try the check bars, the naked bars, something else that I've used for many years is um, Turbo Energy Sachets, which is, it's got some caffeine, sodium, um, and uh, electrolytes in it. And that stuff I've used for years, and it's the only thing that doesn't really upset my stomach. Um, and I usually, I mix that with half apple juice and half water, and I have that before um, training, and it really makes a huge difference to me i'm quite caffeine tolerant so it like high amounts of caffeine don't really affect me in training at all other than positively so um and that's also like an awesome drink that i'll probably take on the bike um with me to ironman and take some sachets of that along but i trust it and and that's kind of my mentality going into this is whatever works for me i'm going to stock up on that so yeah, I think it's really important, this testing phase now, especially when we start um, exploring longer distances and how our body responds over those um, those dark places that we maybe haven't been into before or been into for a long time. Well, uh, so I've got to tell you something. You and I, the very first time we spoke, um, you told me about Turbo Energy and I, and I went out and I bought some. And, and before every training session, I'd have Turbo Energy. And mm -hmm. And, and also, I really like the product. <laughs> what frustrated the hell out of me, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I didn't put two together, it took me a while. Huh? Um, what frustrated the hell out of me is I would be quite conservative in, in how much liquid I took in before an event because I don't like to interrupt my flow of my training or my racing with needing to go to the, to, to need to go and pee. Yeah. And, uh, and so I'm, I'm conservative, but I prepare. I'd have. I also, by the way, when I do my long training sessions, I'll have. I'll have a proper breakfast before I do a, like a four, five hour bike session or a or a two, three hour run. I'll, I'll have a proper breakfast with oats and raisins and, and, and soy milk and banana and all of that stuff. Um, so when I'm doing that, then I, I really put in something into my digestive system to work for me later. Um, but so. I'd go into my training session and we'd be half an hour, an hour into the session and I'd need to pee. 
and it was driving me nuts. And so what I wasn't doing was hydrating enough on the bike because I didn't want to load my bladder and and I needed to be, but I didn't want to stop and I didn't want to stop the, the rest of the group. And, and when you're in a race, it's all different. So it was frustrating me. And the one morning, I was in such a rush, I didn't have my turbo energy. And I got to my training session and I went off and I rode and I rode and I drank out of my bottles and I rode and I didn't need to be and I was hydrating myself so that I kept the balance right and, and I just had a fantastic session. And then I tweaked. But the turbo energy is so awesome, but because it's got caffeine, it's a diuretic. And yes. that was making me want. <laughs> so it was, I, I don't use it anymore. I mean, I do, but not for my long sessions. And, and I use it in a different context now. And I love it, but I needed to let it go. Oh, I'm sorry about the breakup. Are you okay? <laughs> why, why don't you oh, try, try weeing in your pants while you're riding? I think that's a different topic. I think that's for a different podcast. Me or don't you? That could be our next podcast. Yeah, we should. I think that's definitely one. Did you you win win the swimming pool? Might be a very uh, Bethesda topic. I'll pee in the swimming pool, but just saying that is for another podcast. (laughs) You know, your Virgin Active is going to be waiting for you tomorrow, and they're not going to let you in. Pool ban. Yeah, imagine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one thing that I... Uh, yeah. No, no, sorry, carry on. No, no, one thing that um, I almost want to say that I find very funny is probably about six months ago, Christine started saying, yeah, yes, you're going to see how much you're going to start eating um, a couple of months leading up to the actual race and how much weight you are going to lose in the process which um, I didn't like, oh, no, man, that won't happen type of attitude. I just carried on because I've, I've always balanced between 72 and 70 mm-hmm. kgs. And even after starting to, to run long distances three years ago, I, I never really lost um, like weight. I, I might have looked a little bit thinner, etc. But weight-wise, I always was in that 70 kilogram range. And, and this whole... Um, how can I say plant-based lifestyle that we've adopted uh, that you need to feel healthy it doesn't matter what your weight is um, I've stopped climbing on the scale at the gym just just uh, something that was a routine that we do at least once or twice a week and earlier this uh, this week I decided okay let me just check uh, <laughs> what's happening there and I've dropped down to 64 kgs which is I haven't weighed that since probably like standard seven or eight um, in high school um, and uh, yeah, it, it's crazy because the amount of food that I eat is, um, uh, I sometimes feel a little bit, uh, um, what's not the right word, <laughs> not shy, but <laughs> we're rebonding the house to pay for our groceries. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, that, this that, is real. Yeah. This side. Groceries, I are... like to sell a car. <laughs> No, no, I think that the, the item that gets bought the most is toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> but that's also a topic for another day. That's a whole plant-based struggle as well. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, look, I think what, I, what I'm really appreciating about this conversation is, is is we're starting to get into some of the real topics that never get discussed, right? Like <laughs> the impact on, on your body. Other than like 
the toilet humor that's starting to come out, the, um, you know, the, the discussion around needing to pee when you're in your wetsuit or on your bike, that apparently is a skill. Peeing while you ride your bike, and they do it. Well, well, I'm not going to try on the what bike at gym. I'm just saying I might get kicked out for for real. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a safe assumption. <laughs> I've I know of stage fright. I don't know if you get something like bike fright because I, I don't know if I'm going to be relaxed enough to to let go. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I I know for a fact that uh, it's not possible for me to pee while I'm riding. Because I have tried. <laughs> so yeah. moving on. <laughs> I interrupted you. So, I mean, you were talking about how much you, you've been eating and, and, uh, yeah, no. and, and you've lost weight. Despite... Yeah, and no, I mean, obviously it's, it's all to my benefit. Uh, I mean, every kg that you lose, um, obviously, is, is a kg less that you need to, to carry and, and ride with and swim with, etc. Um, I don't feel weak or anything. I obviously feel stronger. Um, but I, I do now see, if, if you look at a typical uh, triathlete, the type of, of body, I mean, even in, anybody that starts triathlons um, starts losing a lot of weight. Obviously, I didn't have a lot of weight to, to begin with to, to lose, but um, it, it is something that uh, anybody that is looking at doing an Ironman because they want to become a better version of themselves or whatever they let's say mental reason is um, I can definitely say without a doubt that uh, one of the other big benefits is is weight loss um, and that's just by sticking to a, a very standard triathlon training program and obviously making sure that you eat the right type of food so there's definitely that yeah. uh, that benefit but then also making sure that you um, uh, counter it with, with uh, nutritious food and that's the t topic that I was talking about we were talking about yesterday is I've also lost like about seven kilos, but it's not, it's not, and that's like in the last four months or so, but it's not because I've been trying, like there's a mindset about uh, what can I eat that will help me lose weight? And that's not the mindset at all because weight loss isn't always a healthy a result of something. So I, like the weight loss, I think that we've experienced and that we've, had in this journey is all it the, our mindset has been let's choose healthy options that are going to fuel our training and re, that when we've just happened to lose weight in the process which i think is a very healthy like lifestyle sustainable type of approach to have when you are losing weight where you're not chasing the weight loss you're chasing health and if the weight loss happens around that um and you're able to perform and your energy levels stay very stable or actually increase and your performance increases, well, then, like, that's just a cherry on top. I mean, the weight loss is a cherry on top. Pardon the pun. <laughs> because I quite like cherries, and now I'm thinking of eating no. Christmas cake. No. But, I mean, Christine, they... isn't that the secret, right? I mean... And so, so we love eating and, 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 you know, modern people have such access to so many tasty, good foods. And, and, you know, in the past, people used to just be able to eat kind of what was regional to them and, and what, you know, what people knew and, and what ingredients were available. But now it's a global village. We, 
we all watch all of these chefs online. We go to restaurants and different cuisines, and 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 there's so much food available to us that we kind of we become almost fixated on eating for the sake of eating. Mm. When you become an athlete, or, or when you focus on your ability as an athlete, we are and, athletes. Uh, we are athletes. Just saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, yeah, I. But but I'm speaking generally, right? So it's so yeah. not only about us. When when you when you suddenly start focusing on a sport and, and you realize the importance of nutrition for the purpose of fueling, then eating becomes a different thing. And then and then of course you're gonna you're gonna lose weight. That's gonna be the net effect because it's not about the losing weight, but it it's the net effect because you're eating healthier and you're eating for the right reasons. And you can still eat wonderful food. Mm. You can still eat the most tasty international, well-prepared food. I mean, Absolutely. as an Italian, <laughs> I've got to eat good food. I cannot eat shit food. Can't. No pineapple on pizza, just saying, hashtag. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> no, I've lost complete but, respect for you now. <laughs> come on! We won't let this ruin our friendship. <laughs> we still got an Iron Man to be together. Um, but... But, but, but I mean, right, it's, it's like suddenly your focus around the food changes and, and, and that makes it healthy. Exactly. And I, I agree. think that's really cool. Mm, it is very cool. It is very cool. Yeah, no, and, I, and I want to go off topic, but it's so awesome hearing you guys speaking and getting like small flashbacks of all the episodes that we've done. And something that just popped into my head now is that if, if you are serious about doing the Ironman um, and you like really invest into it, it might take you a couple of months depending on how long before the actual race you start to train and, and uh, change your, um, your habits. Um, it, it's not just something that makes you fit. Look, look at the type of discussions that we are having about healthy food which obviously makes you healthy so that you can potentially live longer and have a, a better quality of life but in the process we're also chatting to individuals that have maybe done a lot of homework with regards to types of training and eating and way of living etc and i think on a side note that's why iron man has such a respect for the people that have done it and for the people that wants to do it because it it it, it almost like changes your lifestyle from from eating to training to mingling with uh, better quality people um and yeah it's i mean it's still about what 70 days to go but uh i mean even when i'm sitting here now it's, it's definitely changed my life in in a lot of positive ways um maybe um, losing weight um is, is something that i'm still trying to figure out if that's a good thing or not. Uh, I don't want the Cape Town winds to blow me well away on my, my marathons, but I think holistically, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really been a, a benefit uh, for me as a human being. And um, I, I think um, even just if, if your nutrition lifestyle changes with doing an Ironman, that's already a huge benefit um, that you can, can give yourself. I mean, uh, and, and, and that's why, ironically, or maybe paradoxically, uh, the Ironman, although it's such an unbalanced sport to do in terms of time uh, expectations, 
the, in reality, if, if you learn the lessons that Ironman teaches, you can live an incredibly balanced life. Mm. So that's so cool. Yeah, so, so I'm, the, I'm carrying on with uh, this intermittent fasting. I think uh, it's really... Uh, so, Hannah, can, yeah. can I pause you? Yeah. Can you explain? Because intermittent fasting is, is, is a thing, right? I mean, a lot of people do it. And, and there are different approaches to intermittent fasting. How are you doing? How are you approaching your intermittent fasting? So I think maybe I must start off with my why because I think that's quite important. I'm not just doing it for the sake of, of testing it out. Um, we've, we've been watching quite a lot of um, educational documentaries and YouTube video clips, etc. from um, anything from motivational speakers to doctors, etc. Um, and one of the ideas behind our plant-based uh, um, lifestyle that we're adopting is to potentially live longer. I think uh, at the end of the day, I would love to spend more time with my children. And if I'm lucky enough and blessed enough for, for grandchildren one day, I want to spend time with them as well. Um, so I, I'm a little bit intrigued about individuals that have found interesting ways of potentially living longer and it's got a lot to do with your mitochondria, which is the cells inside your cells. And there's this whole flight or fight um, response that happens when your body goes into shock, uh, which then gets rid of the dead cells, uh, which if you can do that as often as possible, um, obviously make sure that new cells get generated. And uh, in that way, you are potentially prolonging your life. So uh, small things like taking a cold shower, um, these are all shocks to the system now uh, intermittent fasting basically has the same effect and i'm not talking out of a place of limited knowledge because i'm not a, a qualified doctor or anything like that but um uh, putting your, your body under that um almost like a starving stage for a certain period tells your body to hey you see something's happening we're not getting food let's quickly um make sure that uh, all the energy and everything goes to the vital organs and we go into a, I don't know a, a type of survival mode, and let's let's kill off all of the old cells that we don't need. They, they call them zombie cells. Um, so that so that's my why. Um, the, the the logic and the common sense behind it makes sense to me. Um, so I'm trying it out. So what I basically do is, yeah, around about uh, nine o'clock in the evenings, I try and eat my last meal. And then um, I'll only have something again from one o'clock the next day, although I do drink black coffee without any sugar, obviously without any milk, um, and then some water in between. So I don't take any, any food. And then I break the, the fast with, with a protein shake and a, a decent meal after that um, from a Monday to a Friday. Um, and then obviously the, the weekend, because I've got a lot of long runs and long rides, um, then there's some check bars and some nutrition during the runs and, and cycles, which obviously makes intermittent fasting then not, not possible. But, um, uh, yeah, so, so that's, that's what I've been in the last two weeks. And it, so far it's been, it's been working uh, my body is accepting it quite uh, easily. Besides all of the science behind it, we, you know, as, as human beings, we come from a, uh, a history of, of living where we eat food to fuel our body. And it's only in modern times, and certainly in the last maybe 20, 30 years, 
maybe a little bit longer, but where human beings have now started eating for pleasure. And I think that's part of the problem that we, we have where, you know, we've, we've, we've associated food with pleasure and, and we associate there's so many psychological drivers behind that, that, you know, I mean, ancient and not even so ancient, right? Go back a hundred years. People ate because their bodies required the nutrients and nutrition, yeah. not because we felt hungry or because the food tasted good. Um, so yes, people made nice tasting food, but that wasn't why they ate. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, 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 I, and what I love about intermittent fasting is that it also breaks our psychological attachment to food and, uh, and, and how we and what we place is important around our food. And, and, and so food gets put back into the right category. Instead of food being in the category pleasure, it now goes back into the category nutrition. And, uh, and then there's a different motivator, a different driver that uh, connects us in the relationship to our food. And, and I think that's very powerful. And that, that's what I love about intermittent fasting. So that's, you know, you've done the science on, on, on living longer and the mitochondrial effect of intermittent fasting. I've taken a different approach to the same problem. And, uh, and, and, and it's an amazing, it's an amazing gift that you can give yourself. Yeah. You know, the, uh, I love the way you, you explained it because um, it almost likes, obviously what you're trying to explain is that your dependency on food becomes uh, a lot less or, or it, uh, you eliminate it basically because the food is just something that, like you said, you need to do so that you can keep your, your machine going. It's not your life yeah. is revolving around it and unfortunately and not to, how can I say it, um, let anybody feel offend, offended out there, but you can just walk in. in yeah, you can just walk in the street and you can see who, um, how many people are dependent on not just food but uh, unhealthy food. And uh, getting that uh, dependence back is is something amazing. To it's amazing present you can give yourself. Yeah, hundred percent. And you know what's so cool. The two of us are, are talking like experts and we're not the nutritionists in the group. <laughs> I know I've been really trying to hold back from to speaking like a coach because I want <laughs> I want to convey the message that everyone is different. And um, I think it's really important exactly like both of you have done. It's not a it and I think that's from a coach hat on perspective, like with anything to do with nutrition and especially in sport, the consistency of your choices and the consistency of the lifestyle you create is what will yield results for you. And I think in sport, yeah. it's unfortunately a lot of people take intermittent fasting or take a keto lifestyle or take a whatever type of latest trend and in our case even a plant-based trend because they see it as a quick fix to a body composition problem and or a weight loss problem or a weight loss challenge or whatever the case is and I think what's really cool about this conversation is that we are all looking at food as a way to fuel our training and fuel our performance and be healthier 
stronger human beings to achieve our goals. And I think that's where often people take, um, for example, intermittent fasting, and they see it as a quick fix to a weight loss challenge. And that's, and, and then they fall completely out of sync because they're looking for the quick fix win, which, which there isn't. There never is going to be that. So the, your both of your approach to intermittent fasting is a really healthy approach and it's sustainable because the, the your, your purpose for it is 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 health focused and not weight loss focused which i obviously being in the industry that i am a lot of a lot of inquiries come to me for weight loss and will me being plant based help me lose weight will me be taking intermittent fasting lose weight can i be keto and lose weight like you can be anything and lose weight if your focus is a health focused one um and that but that should never be the the center of what makes us tick and what makes us happy it almost yeah. it almost sounds like a AA meeting I need to say hi my name is Gerard Leroux I'm a, a intermittent fasting plant-based individual with a dependency on Oreos <laughs> that's that's my category <laughs> and at the end of the day like, I mean intermittent fasting it's a timing it's a timing of food challenge what food choices you make are up to you but the basics of healthy eating will always apply. Hydrate yourself, eat vegetables, choose lean cuts of protein, use fats that are good for you, avocados, nuts, seeds, do regular exercise, sleep well, lower your stress. All of those principles can be applied in a keto nutrition lifestyle, can be applied in intermittent fasting lifestyle, can be applied in a plant-based lifestyle. Like they're applicable. Yeah. It's just the timing in intermittent fasting is what makes it different. So regardless of what eating plan you're on, if you follow the healthy those healthy principles in life, you will be healthy. But how you choose to do that is up to you. Yeah, this has been very informative. Uh, the episode is getting longer. I'm getting hungry. I'm getting like... <laughs> freaking hungry right now. So I've lost concentration about ten minutes ago. I'm sorry. <laughs> Uh, let's talk about food. I'm going to go some Oreos. <laughs> I thought you busy eating some pasta there because the video is off. <laughs> I really like pasta. Now I need dessert. <laughs> cool. Cool. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Hope well, you enjoy your meal. Have a, a fantastic week of chicken sandwiches, caffeine and, um, or not, not caffeine, caffeine on your short rides. <laughs> <laughs> On my coffee rides. Yeah. And, and, and good luck with that wind in Cape Town. I hope it gives you a bit of a rest. Thanks, Renzo. Yeah, we'll test it out in our two and a half hour long run tomorrow morning. Yeah. Good luck. Hopefully it's from behind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> PB's all around. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers, guys. Happy eating. Thanks. Bye.